Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Today I'm going to talk about this fella named Michael Lofton, and then it is not my intention to talk about him again. Doesn't mean I never will. Who knows? Life is long. He says a lot of crazy things, and he pathologically goes after ankle and ankle bites. Traditionalists online, uh, it seems like it's a full-time job for him. He does about 14 streams a day and seems to be finding ways to... I think he's actually Taylor Marshall's biggest fan. I don't think anyone on earth has watched more Taylor Marshall than Michael Lofton. I think he's probably re-watched Taylor Marshall's videos um, to an alarming degree so that he can break them down. It is uh, almost like a, a psychological pathology watching his obsession with folks like Taylor Marshall and myself. He's talked about me a lot. In fact, Michael Lofton is so honorable... Uh, of a man when it comes to apologetics that when my wife had cracked her head open and was, you know, in the hospital with a brain injury and so forth back in January, and he knew this because he asked for prayers for her, which was nice. Thank you, Michael. Um, he did a stream about me about two days later, uh, about Kennedy Hall. So, and I was blocked from commenting. So he basically tore me down on a live stream while my wife was in the hospital. So there's a class act for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate your support, especially to those who are premium subscribers. Real quick, if you would like to support this show in any monetary fashion, you can click the join button underneath this video on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find there. And you can become a YouTube member um, for as little as like three bucks a month and upwards to as much as you want to give. You can also click on the Substack link and become a paid subscriber there. There are goodies for those who are premium subscribers, like access to stuff other people don't get, early access, premium articles, Q&A, all that kind of stuff in the future. Check it out, and thank you. Let's get back to the show. In any case, this guy has gone after everybody and their dog. He's gone after Scott Hahn, Bishop Schneider, Bishop Strickland, Dr. K, Dr. Kwasniewski, Doc, uh, Taylor Marshall, uh, Ralph Martin, uh, the SSPX, Bishop Vigano. I mean, it's Michael Lofton versus the world. Michael Lofton is the smartest person in the world. Michael Lofton is the most intelligent apologist in the history of mankind. And he's here to tell you why you're dumber than he is. In fact, he went after Brian Holdsworth. Brian Holdsworth might be the nicest man in North America. Um, don't let it fool you. He's from Alberta. Albertans are a little bit, uh, I mean, the, the winter in Alberta is something else. So you don't get to go to live in Alberta for your whole life without having a little bit of a uh, toughness to you. Um, they do call Alberta as Canada's Texas. It's like Canada's Texas if Texas had the weather of Alaska. Uh, so put it that way, which actually I think Alaska kind of is Texas with winter, <laughs> if you actually know Alaskans. So maybe that's a good comparison. In any case, um, Brian Holdsworth is a very nice man and Michael Lofton decided to go after him. It is interesting to see this phenomenon, you, so, you know, because I did go after Lofton a year ago uh, for his nonsense and I got messages from people uh, who were his friends at the time saying, you know, I don't know why you're doing this, Kennedy, this is too far, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, well, have you heard this? Have you thought about this? And and in fairness, many of them said, actually, I didn't know what Michael Lofton was up to. And now he's burned every bridge he's ever had with any right of center Catholic. He's burned his bridges with Tim Flanders. He's burned his bridges with Eric Ibarra. He's burned his bridges with William Albrecht. He's burned his bridges with Sam Shamoon. Shout out, shout out Sam. He's burned his bridges with pretty much anyone who's ever disagreed with him. Uh, to the point where now, if you are a Michael Lofton fan, you're part of some very cultish fan group. It's very strange to read those live streams, I must say. Um, now, there are some things need to be said as well, though. I came out and said everything that people are saying right now, long before it was cool to do so. Some people thought I went too far. For those of you who said I went too far, I'd like you to message me and ask me or tell me if you think it was too far. I'm just being honest. I don't expect an apology, but maybe I was just right. Also... Um, it is fascinating to see folks get up in arms about Michael Lofton going after Brian Holdsworth. Uh, 
And I think Brian Holdsworth a great guy. Um, but why are they up in arms about that and not up in arms about when he went after Taylor Marshall or myself? And you might be thinking, oh, Taylor Marshall is so much different. Is he? Taylor Marshall, Brian Holdsworth, they both attend the Fraternity of St. Peter. Taylor Marshall, Brian Holdsworth, both don't go to the new mass. Taylor Marshall, Brian Holdsworth, both do lots of videos about theology. Uh, Taylor Marshall and Brian Holdsworth both have said publicly they won't defend Pope Francis. Taylor Marshall, Brian Holdsworth have both said that the sacking of Bishop Strickland was wrong. Do they agree on everything? Of course not. Uh, is Brian Holdsworth a full-time podcaster like Taylor? Although Taylor's not a full-time, he's got other things, but you know what I'm saying? Does he do the same volume? No. Uh, but qualitatively, is there any difference between the two? Is Taylor a heretic and Brian Holdsworth is not? If you don't like Taylor's style, that's fine. But is there any difference in essentially their positions on the church? Do they do they really have any qualitative differences that make one Catholic and one not? I only bring this up because I do find it a little bit hypocritical that the who's who of the Catholic media world are up in arms because they went at the, because Michael Lofton went after Holdsworth. Um, <laughs> you know, um, again, Michael Lofton's been going after every traditional Catholic. Um, now, admittedly, Brian Holdsworth does have an incredibly, uh, incredibly colored beard and 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 a flowing mane of of red locks. So he is a very likable fellow in that way. So maybe maybe it was a bridge too far because of the affection that many have for Holdsworth, and that's fine. Um, and and I don't think it was right for him to go after Holdsworth like he did at all. But I think it was wrong for Michael Lofton to go after everybody the way he did. He never talks to anybody. He never messages them. He, ha I mean, goodness gracious, I've I've messaged him before saying, "Why don't we talk about it?" Or what? What are you saying about this? And he sends me these snarky little replies, like, "Oh, I'll pray for you," kind of thing. Um, Michael Lofton has done this to everyone. And if you're just coming out of the woodworks now, saying, "Oh, Michael Lofton, that's unfair," you honestly need to kind of like rethink your priorities. I mean, you were okay with him going after everybody else. Why? Because you don't like them. So it's immoral for him to go after a guy you like, but it's moral for him to go after somebody you don't like. You know, people were telling me it was uncharitable for me to, I got a message, doesn't matter from who, but I got a message from someone when I made a, a, a video saying Michael Lofton was an enemy of the church, which he is, by the way, because enemies sow this sort of needless division and tear down other Catholics needlessly. And that's what he's done the whole time. And someone said, well, that's too far. And then Anthony and Rob do a live stream where they're basically ripping Lofton humorously, but ripping him a new one. And the who's who of the Catholic world are in the chat laughing about it. And these are the same guys who would have told me a year ago that it was uncharitable. And I didn't go nearly as far in my rhetoric and gossipy back and forths and jokes the way that these guys did. I literally just said it like without humor and just kind of told the truth. This isn't a criticism of Anthony and Rob. I don't think they did anything wrong. I'm just saying it is ironic that anyway, it's just double standards. You know, if, if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. That's just kind of how it goes. Now, it needs to be addressed as well. Should you even be responding to your critics? Should you be leaving Michael Lofton alone? I mean, it depends. Christ defends himself against the Pharisees at certain points, and at other points, he just goes silent to the slaughter, like the lamb to the slaughter. St. Paul defends himself in certain letters, and then he just humbly accepts his execution and so forth. I mean, there's no real perfect way to do it. It depends on your situation. It depends on your influence. It depends on your position. It depends on what is said. It depends on your state in life. I mean, you can or you cannot. And sometimes silence is not good. And sometimes silence is good. Um, sometimes it's good to say something. Sometimes it's not good to say something. And there's a myriad, you know, myriad types of, of, uh, combinations of, of possibilities here. So, um, if you want to re respond to critics like this, you can, if you don't want to, you don't have to.
and it might be good, it might be bad. Now, after this sort of long preamble beginning is done, I want to get to the real evil of what Michael Lofton has unleashed into the Catholic world. So here's the thing. The Catholic world, in the YouTube sense, podcast sense, media sense, it's full of men, and men have personalities, and men like to get into spats. That's just what we do. We like to argue. We like to have conflicts. This is how men were made. You know, you're thankful for it when we're at war, and we like to beat the other guy up. And when we aren't at war, it, you know, sometimes can seem petty. And I'm not defending everyone's actions. I'm not defending all of my actions in the past, but this is just the way men are. Now, um, the thing is, though, this whole Catholic discourse thing is supposed to have a little bit of class to it. It's supposed to have a little bit of manners. It's supposed to have some virtue. So we shouldn't really be acting like TMZ. We shouldn't be acting like Us Weekly or, you know, high school you know, mean girls or whatever, where it's just sort of always talking about other people and tearing them down and spreading rumors. We shouldn't be doing that. Um, also, if we are actually intellectuals, if we are legitimately intellectual theologian types, then we should be doing these things in long form, written format, um, video theology, beyond the surfacey stuff. When I mean by video theology, I mean, you know, sort of catechetics through podcast videos on YouTube is usually pretty superficial. That's fine if you're doing basic stuff. You know, Marshall's a master of putting out, you know, like the 10 points about this that you need to know. And those are super informative and they're great. Um, but there's a reason why when Marshall wants to do a, an in-depth thing on a real deep topic, he's going to do something like write a book, you know, and that's the proper thing to do. Um, that's one of the reasons why people said, well, you respond to this and that in the SSPX on video. And, you know, I, I said I could, but the problem is, is that videos, videos are good, but they come with a certain attention span. Um, when you're talking about this or that, there's like 47 sub layers of stuff that people don't understand that you got to explain those in order to get there. I mean, if you're, if you're dialoguing with somebody about the SSPX, for example, and they throw the thing full communion at you as if it actually is a serious accusation, then this person is in a position where you've just got to, you've got to start at the basics. You know, this person doesn't understand a lot of things and you've got to just start at the basics, you know? Um, and I realized there's no possible way to do that adequately with the video. So I chose to write a book, write a book. And that's SSPX, the defense, which is available in the description for this video and podcast. Um, in any case, so video theology is a dangerous thing because it has the traps of basically video everything. It can be superficial. It can be vapid. It can be whatever. And if you try to do more than video theology can give you, then you're going to get into problems. Many of these commentators, the Michael Loftons, Trent Horns, and so forth of the world, they're sort of making their shtick in this world of video theology. And people like it because it's like fast food, right? You tune in, uh, you you know, with Michael Lofton's case, you get somebody gossiping about someone and just tearing them down. Look at me, I'm so smart, blah, blah, blah. Anathema, charitable, nuance, prudence, blah, blah, blah. And there you go. You tune into a guy like Trent Horn and you have, you know, this quick wham, bam, thank you, man, 12-minute video Here's a bunch of citations from the catechism. Here's why Protestants are stupid. You go on with your day, you feel good about yourself, right? But when it comes to these legitimate theological things like the liturgy, the SSPX, traditional Catholicism, the crisis in the church, you've got to go beyond these stupid live streams and this fast food video theology. You have to get to places like 1 Peter 5. You've got to go to places like New Liturgical Movement. You've got to pick up books by Dr. K. You know, you've got to do that sort of thing. Because what you're dealing with here is something more serious than a heart attack, and it takes a lot of knowledge to really understand it. And Michael often offers none of that. His, his, his streams have basically been a continual tearing down of other Catholics 
um, in a straw man fashion and giving people just basically sugar, just sugar, 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 dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Here you go. Look why Taylor Marshall's so stupid. Look why Kennedy Hall's so stupid. Look why everyone who's ever disagreed with me is a complete and utter idiot. And here's why I'm smart. And if you disagree with me, you don't have nuance. You don't have charity. Thank you for watching Michael Lofton live. That's pretty much what he's been doing for a long time. And the thing is, he's been doing this for a long time. He's been doing this since probably 2021. That's when he started going off the rails like this. And there are some podcasters out there. Um, there are some podcasts out there that need to be held to account for their support of this man. Matt Frad, you promoted this man like crazy uh, with your shows with him. You, one of your episodes, you know, it's like, look at this perfectly reasonable man that was in the links in the description box to your video. He's so reasonable. This is a perfect antidote to rad trad, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Trent, Trent Horn, you've supported this guy and promoted him. Catholic Answers, shame on you for still, honestly, Catholic Answers, shame on you for promoting this man. There is no Catholic podcaster, intellectual, pseudo-intellectual out there doing more to harm the good relationships, relationships between the conservative types and the traditional types than this man. Uh, his, his constant MO is to tear down massive amounts of Catholics, uh, who support people like Taylor Marshall, myself, and so forth, who would like to support Catholic answers, but cannot because of this man's poison pill. And, you know, I got to hand it to Lofton as talentless as he, as he is in many ways, as boring as his shows are, um, he's very persistent. And I noticed after Lofton started to go after the traditionalists, um, people started to notice there was an audience for it. And I, and I realized just the extent of the, the, um, let's call it, uh, intellectual disease that Michael Lofton had, uh, put out into the conversation on Catholicism. I noticed how far that had gone when Trent Horn went after me and, uh, Marshall, like he did. It was shameful. It was a despicable attack on Trent Horn's, Horn's part. I mean, he completely strawmanned me. I've talked about evolution for like 100 hours on YouTube over the years. Maybe it's not 100, but it's like 50. Different interviews, places like that. And he finds a little tiny clip of some atheists laughing at me because they think I don't understand the Big Bang. Goodness gracious, man. Trent Horn's argument was what? Kennedy Hall and Taylor Marshall make the faith look unserious because they are creationists and, you know, debate the moon landing. Trent, you are in videos... You're in music videos that your wife has made dressed like a baby with a soother in your mouth. And you are worried about other people making Catholicism look unserious. Could you please stop calling the kettle black and stop throwing stones in glass houses? But besides that, the point is, is that this Michael Lofton gossip disease, this Michael Lofton tear down other Catholics disease was shown in many ways as a good business model. If you grift the name of Taylor Marshall, if you, even me, I'm not that big, but you get some of my viewers, well, there's tens of thousands of them here and there. If you grift the name of Kennedy Hall and you put these guys into your live streams, uh, titles, and you put the, the image on the thumbnail, you will get a lot of people who don't like you to click. And when they click the way that YouTube monetization works, if they interact with the video, the video has a higher monetization rate. So it's actually a good thing to have many people who hate your video watch your video as long as they comment. Uh, and especially if they're, if, they're, um, if they're active in the live chat arguing. That's actually good for business. And these men who have these channels know this. So at a certain point, they followed Michael Lofton's lead and they decided they were going to tear down other traditional Catholics. And Trent Horn was the most prominent one to do so. At any point, did these men ever reach out to folks like myself and Taylor? No, they didn't. 
At any point, have the folks who supported Michael Lofton come out and said, mea culpa, this guy is off his rocker? No, and they never will. I doubt it. I mean, I shouldn't say never, but I doubt they will. Anyway, I want to end with this last, I want to end here with a message to Michael Lofton. Michael, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know why you've become this echo chamber of your own magisterium. I don't know where you get off thinking that you're smarter than Marshall and Holdsworth and Dr. K and you went after Edward Fazer. My goodness gracious, Edward Fazer might be the top one of the top 10 smartest men in North America, for goodness sake. You went after Scott Hahn. You've gone after Bishop Strickland and, and Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Like, dude, who are you and who do you think you are? It's, it's, it's move over St. Athanasius. It's Michael Lofton against the world. This is insanity. Sure. Um, we all make mistakes and you want to disagree with people like myself, go for it. But you have gone down a very, I don't even want to call it a dark path, absurd path. You are the magisterium of Michael Lofton. You are the Michael Lofton Island and you are the captain and you are the government and you are the king and you are the pope of the Michael Lofton magisterial world. And everybody who disagrees with you is, doesn't have a sharp theological mind, et cetera, et cetera. You're smarter than Eric Ibarra. You're smarter than Tim Flanders. You're smarter than Sam Shamoon. You're smarter than Willem Albrecht. You're smarter than, you know, Enoch and Elijah. You're smarter than all these guys. You're smarter than everybody. You know best. Uh, and it's just, honestly, dude, it's just, it's unbelievable. And you're going to lose your soul. You're going to leave the faith. And, and, and I, I mean that because you've already left the faith because of your enthusiasm. And you've already changed your religions and your devotional way and your religious practice within Christianity like half a dozen times in a matter of like 10 years. You're going to leave the church if you don't stop or you're going to become a complete liberal. And at that point, you'll lose your soul anyway because liberals deny the dogmas of the church. You've got to calm down. I suggest you go to a monastery or something and relax. I, I think you got kids. Um, there's no way that all this energy and time that you spend on YouTube is good for your soul. I know because I've spent too much time on it. And I spend like a quarter of the amount of time on the internet as you do. But there's no way that someone like you who's going after Catholics constantly is achieving holiness. And I say this as someone who's seeking it myself, and I'm not saying I'm holy. I'm just saying there's no possible way that you, my friend, the way that you live and the way that you talk about others, how sanctimonious you are, how prideful you are, and how much you tear other people down, there is no possible way that you are achieving holiness in your life. It is going to be very difficult for you to live in a state of grace like this. I'm not saying I have any insight into the sins you commit. I'm just saying the trajectory you're on, you're going to Steve Skojek yourself. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to lose your soul and you're going to burn in hell if you don't sort your stuff out. I'm not saying this as a, as a certainty. I'm saying this as a warning. And I'm saying this because as cringe as it sounds, you're a baptized Catholic. And as much as I can't stand the way that you talk on YouTube and whatever, I love you as a Christian and I want you to go to heaven. I want to see you in heaven because I don't want to see anybody in hell. But you're going to lose your soul if you don't sort yourself out. And to everybody out there who is going after Lofton, in my opinion, it also has to stop. Because this man has a psychological problem when it comes to attention and notoriety. And he's made himself into the leader of this sort of small little cult. And, and there's no way that him constantly dealing with this stuff is going to be good for him. 
it's, you see, when someone like Lofton has to constantly defend themselves and go after others, it shows they have no self-confidence and he probably thinks very low of himself. Uh, well, it's a double-edged sword. People who think so highly of themselves do so because they think lowly of themselves. It's, it's both and. But the point is, there's no way that this man has peace of soul. And as easy as it is to go after him, and it's justified. He is a public enemy of the traditional Catholic faith. He's a public enemy of literally every intellectual right of center in the church. And he deserves to be ridiculed for it. In a saner church, his bishop would be saying, Hey, Michael, shut your mouth and go to a monastery and get yourself together. But if we were in a church that had bishops that sane, we wouldn't even have YouTube Catholics like myself because we wouldn't need them. And I hope one day that happens and I can just go back to being a school teacher where the church, their schools are actually Catholic. That'd be wonderful. But anyway, stop going after Michael Lofton, guys. I mean, okay, fine. If he says something crazy, you want to defend yourself, but you got to stop. You know why? Because it, it, we're not, it's not that you're going to be the cause of his sin. I'm not going to say that. But when someone is unstable, like this man clearly is, at a certain point, you just have to leave them alone. Uh, because when it gets to the point where he does something absolutely drastic, he's going to be thinking about you. He's going to be thinking about what you said. What you said is going to cause him a lot of interior anguish and harm. And again, as much as it's justified, that's just not something that you need to have to wrestle with on your conscience. I'm just saying. So this Michael Lofton thing needs to end. I'm, I'm hoping everybody will ignore him. Um, because, you know, he's like a man screaming in a soundproof room. The only way he gets attention is if anybody opens the door to see what he's screaming about. Let him do his streams to hundreds of people at a time. You know, look at his numbers. They're very low. Um, let him tear down Marshall and so forth as much as you want. Uh, but it's time to just let this man go off into, a, a, a you know, obscurity. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have. Please pray for Michael Lofton. I don't mean this in a snarky sense. Please pray for him. Please. Because this man is going to leave the church if he keeps this up. Um, and he's going to have no friends left that are Orthodox Catholics, which is not good. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. This has been the Kennedy Point. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.